0: We all pod down here. We all pod. If they're out, they'll kill us. Welcome to We All Pod Down Here. I'm Brittany.
1: And I'm Dan. And today we are going to talk about Triassic Hunt, which was done in the year 2021. And this is evidently a sequel to a flick called Triassic World. We haven't seen the original, but apparently they were using dinosaurs to grow human organs for transplant. Why would they do such a thing? And why would you want to be raising allosauruses for this? And they're a lot bigger than humans, so good luck transplanting that organ into a human that doesn't have some sort of pituitary gland disorder and is 8 feet tall. Maybe they had some weird, crazy reason they explained... Honestly, I'm not really willing to find out. Um, and in yeah. this movie, Triassic Hunt, they are transporting two of the Allosaurus to Costa Rica. Of course, Costa Rica. Jurassic Park. An island off the coast of Costa Rica? Isla Dublar? Isla Sora? We don't know. Isla, and, this
0: movie was terrible. Yeah.
1: And they escape. Of course. And as always, they escape, bad things happen. And the mercenaries that were contracted to protect the quote-unquote cargo are now called in to try to recapture them, but they want them alive. But not always, as it really seems, because really, is it ever?
0: No, it never is.
1: And our sources for this are Wikipedia and IMDb. And of course, spoiler warning, if you want to watch this travesty before we talk about it, go for it. I don't think what we're talking about is really going to ruin much, but...
0: it To me, this was like your standard bad B-rated creature feature.
1: Yeah, the kind of thing you see on Sci-Fi Channel at 2 in the morning.
0: The only sad part is there's no Danny Trejo. Well,
1: Danny Trejo would have automatically made this a classic.
0: Yeah, but that's what I love about a lot of those bad B-rated monster horror things. Something got too big or something got merged with something else and now it's out of control almost always you have danny trejo in there
1: those also have a level of self-awareness i don't know if this really had that level of self-awareness
0: yeah that's part of the problem i think so yeah if you somehow don't want this spoiled it's on prime go watch it good luck see if you can get through it maybe watch the first one maybe they tie together better and we just weren't willing to take the time to do that
1: we just kind of stumbled across this and we're like well fuck it we'll watch it and we'll talk about it
0: at least things like Velocipastor are really funny and we're very aware of themselves you know
1: Velocipastor was so blatantly bad that it was wonderful this is kind of one of those movies that's yeah it's bad not really great because it is it's just kind of bad yeah and I didn't feel like i was in some sort of emotional trauma by wasting an hour and 25 minutes of our lives on this it is what it is it's not good i think you can probably look at it and watch the trailer and realize this is not going to be that good but it's fun enough and it's dumb enough and it got us a couple chuckles so
0: Yeah, it's a very good movie to riff. So if you like getting your friends together to riff on a movie, this is ideal for that. Yep, for sure. If you like to watch a movie by yourself to be really entertained, hard pass.
1: Unless you really want to riff it by yourself, by all means, do it. True, if you
0: want to riff it, but if you don't want to riff it, if you just want to watch a really good movie, then be really entertained by a really good movie, hard fucking pass on this.
1: For sure. So this was directed by Gerald Raskianotto and it was written by Ward Anderson and Mark Morgenstern.
0: And then I figure we can kind of go over the cast as we go through it because they kind of come up, like, really quickly. So starting out, the basic plot synopsis, we're not going to go into a lot of detail, but the basic plot synopsis is that there are two Alice horses they're transporting. They, of course, immediately break out. Like, you start out, we're in the truck. They break out, and the tarps somehow just go flying off of these, like, and they seem to just disappear. So it's, they ate them. Yeah. Well, they but they went towards the two people that were in the trunk of this truck.
1: This U-Haul that they essentially got that probably has a bad transmission or something.
0: Exactly. So, but they have this and the tarps. Like I said, there's tarps over there. The guy that's in there, that's a the mercenary, apparently doesn't know what's in there. His name in the movie is Harrison Paul. He's played by Mike Ferguson and. He's just, he's all tattooed up, looks like this real standard tough guy. And he's like, you need to tell me what's in there. And of course, like I said, tarps go flying off, disappear into nothingness. And then they immediately break out. And the scientist girl that's sitting back there with him, her name is Elaine Kelso. And she is played by Christy Kruger. So she hides under the truck. And so the two people there in the front of the truck, we have Simone, who is played by Linnea Quigley. And we have Luis, who is played by Ramiro Liel. And he is also one of these for hire mercenaries, apparently.
1: He's the ringleader of the mercenaries.
0: Yeah, and though he doesn't look like he should be the ringleader.
1: No, he looks like he's playing D&D in his basement.
0: Not that bad, though. This
1: is pretty bad. And so, we have the character named Elaine. Might as well have been Elaine Bennis. If Elaine Bennis was handling genetically enhanced super dinos,
0: Yeah, she got the same hair and kind of mannerisms to an extent. We only just needed her dancing.
1: Yeah, she didn't do the full-body dry heave set to music. (laughs) But it might have been more entertaining if the Allosauruses were wearing an urban sombrero. (laughs) Or the $8,000 Russian hat.
0: I'll say, oh, that's what we should say about the Black House people. When they came in, she should have looked at them and gone, are you an assassin?
1: You're an errand girl sent by grocery clerks to collect up.
0: And there we have it, getting the Seinfeld references out of the way early because this movie was trash and we just need to be done with it. So (laughs) anyway, so what happens is, so the guy in the back, uh, Harrison, gets killed. So we find out these guys, I guess, are for hire. Black ops is what we find. And they go into this industrial park and they go into a building to make a base.
1: They show their training facility, what do they call it, the Black Officer Mercenary Training Facility. I forget the exact text. They make it like it's this big deal and it looks like they're.
0: They're renting out a CrossFit location, is what it looks <laughs> like. Essentially,
1: yeah. They show the one mercenary working out with stretchy bands or something. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me?
0: <laughs> yeah. This is
1: what we do to be international mercenaries. Let's just. Pull out the stretchy bands. Yeah.
0: So anyway, they call in the team of what they say are supposed to be five people. There's some guy they don't want to come named Deacon. Seems like that the girl they call her name is Joy. All right, so she's our token badass woman. They talk about an accident in the lab. This isn't the first time something like this has happened, of course. Something bad like this happens and you... Do it again. Obviously, we find out very quickly they planned this. The whole thing with the mercenaries is supposed to be a thing where they're doing like a test run, a field run, to make these Allosaurus a weapon. You all watched Jurassic World and Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, and were like, "I can make this better," and then made it thirty thousand times worse. I've got a really bad idea, and I can make it shittier.
1: Thank you, Lewis Black. Yes. That pretty much describes this movie.
0: And so this movie's kind of in the vein of Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2 in this regard because we keep seeing flashbacks to the original, which, of course, we didn't realize there was an original when we first watched this, so we're like, the fuck is this? And then we realized later they have flashbacks to the original.
1: But Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 is fun, even if half the movie is totally clips from the first movie. The original clips are worth every second.
0: Yeah, these clips weren't that great. so And they were all done like through a weird filter, I guess, to let you know they were clips. So apparently you'd be too stupid to know otherwise. And when we get our first glimpse of these dinosaurs, they are fucking hilarious. They have the biggest hips I've ever seen
1: on a dinosaur. They could have totally starred in I Like Big Butts in the music video. They oh, were, Baby Got Back? Baby Got Back. That's right.
0: It might as well be called I Like Big Butts, because that's basically the whole lyric. Who was the artist who made that? I like big butts and I cannot lie. You are the rest, can't deny. When a girl walks in with an itty-bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. Because you notice that butt was stuck. My anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hon. Songs with my childhood. Oh, I
1: got it. It's Sir Mix-a-Lot.
0: Oh, of course it is. Because he says that part of it is Sir Mix-a-Lot. Yeah. Allosaurus got back. Yes, Allosaurus definitely got back.
1: These are supposed to be killing machines or something. How valuable can an Allosaurus with extreme hip dysplasia really be? (laughs) I mean, this thing looks awkward. Remember Rex from Toy Story? Mm
0: -hmm. Made him look agile.
1: And just expand the legs to this giant, ridiculous level and give him a really small torso and kind of an oversized head. That's what you got. Yeah. This is bad creature feature, terrible CGI that you would expect. You think they would at least get some of the proportions, right? But nope. And yeah. Which was funny.
0: Yeah, but. no, it's funny. It's one of the things I can deal with, but I was just like, oh, dear. Like As soon as we saw these, they I were know. just like, this is
1: terrible. Like, yeah, I can't take these too seriously.
0: No. So, again, the whole group gets this industrial park. Um, there are some points where we flash over and we meet uh, Michael O'Pere's character, which is Jordan Friedman. And he is the guy that, I guess, is running this bidding war for these dinosaurs with multiple countries. And the funniest fucking part is you see his screen at one moment, and I don't know if they were just trying to list random countries, but he's saying that these countries have to have like a certain GDP to be in this bidding war. And I would like you to list off the countries, Dan. List off these countries that that have
1: massive GDP. Let's go through the whole list of initial potential bidders. With the opening bid of $500 million, Venezuela... Very impoverished. Kind of a crazy leader. Maybe he has some money hidden away. Azerbaijan, no. Rwanda, no. Saudi Arabia, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
0: I can believe being... They, I
1: believe. They got enough blood money and... Fuck them and... Fuck Newcastle United. (laughs) North Korea. I mean, they shoot their missiles by trebuchet, but I don't... Maybe Kim Jong-un's got some money put aside. Maybe he'll get a loan from Dennis Rodman. Um, Japan? Yeah, I'm sure they have the money, but I don't see Japan really going down this route, you know, with the whole Godzilla thing. They got enough to deal with. They, Brunei?
0: Learned by now.
1: Brunei, no. The US? Yeah. Yeah, the US has enough money and is fucking dumb enough. Slovenia? Beautiful country, not really overflowing with money. Bhutan? No. Colombia? No. Croatia? No. South Korea, maybe, but again, I don't see them jumping in.
0: Wasn't Slovenia on there?
1: Yeah, we just now, says, not, we just said Slovenia. Oh,
0: okay, I'm sorry, but my thought of Slovenia is, I'm like, it's not that I think they're a poor country. They're not. But I don't see them being like, yeah, we need dinosaur weapons. No,
1: no, Slovenia is a very kind of chill country, beautiful country. The nature there is second of the nun, go. The people are friendly, wonderful place. Absolutely recommend it. Let's just sign, not really. This next one.
0: Yeah, Liechtenstein. I was like, the little tiny ass country of Liechtenstein. Mm-hmm. It's like the biggest, like a county in Florida is going to have a fucking dinosaur army. Kosovo.
1: Poor war torn Kosovo is going to fork over half a billion dollars at least for a dino army. I mean, that war was really awful, but they don't have that kind of money. Nicaragua. No. Cuba. Eh, maybe Castro would have liked to have done this, but he didn't have the money for that. And I don't think Dennis Castro does either. Dennis
0: Castro. You're telling me that Fidel Castro has a brother named Dennis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, go ahead, sorry.
1: Moldova, no. Turkey? I mean, it's possible. Erdogan has, I believe, a golden toilet or something ridiculous like that. So maybe, but that's a country that's relatively... Not in a good financial place. so I don't know if they're going to spring for dinos, but you never know.
0: Taiwan, again, I don't see them doing it. Yeah, I could see them affording it, maybe. But again, Taiwan's pretty peaceful. I don't see them. I could see South Korea and North Korea both want it because both of them want the dinosaur army against the 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 other other one. one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And here's the kicker. Cyprus. The little island... Just where are they coming up with this shit? And later in the movie, they show the bids and stuff, and there's other countries that are bidding higher that make more logical sense, like People's Republic of China, stuff like that. I could absolutely see potentially doing something dumb like this. You think these countries have a GDP enough to afford this? This guy's
0: a fucking nimrod. Well, the thing is, he's invited them. They're actually bidding, it seems like. So it's like, wait a minute. So I want to put this in perspective real quick here. They will not get a credit
1: line to cover this.
0: No one is, no one's going to underwrite this. No, but I want to give you a quick, just a a couple highlights here to put this in perspective. The United States GDP is 20.94 trillion. Saudi Arabia, 700.1 billion. Azerbaijan, 42.61 billion, which was higher than I thought it would be, but still not like we could throw away like, no, no. Half a million or then the bids were going up. So we're well, half out. a
1: billion. So, I mean, was it half
0: a, I thought it was five, yeah, it was half,
1: 500 million. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I'm saying like half a billion, they weren't going to throw that away. I don't think, No. I mean, cause your GDP, you're not just like, that's not just money sitting in your pocket, you know? And then Cyprus is 23.8 billion. <laughs> and Kosovo is 8.624 billion to give you just some perspective of the countries that we're bidding. And like, where's like, yeah. Rwanda at?
1: I can check. Um, I want to know where Rwanda is at on this list.
0: Rwanda's GDP is 10.33 billion. So Rwanda is above Kosovo, but below Cyprus.
1: Yeah, I don't see any of these countries legitimately being able to do this without crippling their internal economy. Yeah,
0: like Azerbaijan's on. on the edge of maybe, but still, I just don't see Azerbaijan taking the time to be like, yeah, let's have a dinosaur army.
1: This is so stupid. And then when they showed that there's a chat room, you know, all these people are just chatting away. And the first thing that comes up is LMFAO. Yeah, that's what we're doing at this movie. LMFAO.
0: So now that we're out of the financial situation of this.
1: Yeah, now that we've had our discussion on the GDP of countries that probably cannot and should not be trying to fund a killer dinosaur army of two.
0: Yeah, though I think, was it the price supposed to be for each?
1: Yes, per. Yeah. So, so yeah, they, you're only getting one.
0: Yeah. And I, they probably would give you the male, not the female.
1: Of course, because the female is infinitely more valuable.
0: Though I guess, really, if you only have one, unless we're having a Jurassic Park situation where life finds a way, then I think you're kind of screwed. So
1: It depends if they used amphibian DNA.
0: Yep, the frog DNA is where it'll get you bingo dino DNA.
1: Yeah, where's Mister DNA in this? And where's Newman? Where's Newman with the barbasol can, trying to steal it? They should have had.
0: He was in the first movie and got eaten, probably. That's why we missed him.
1: Newman. <laughs> what were the name of the dinosaurs? They gave him a. Oh, they called dumb them um,
0: Harriet and Ozzy.
1: Uh Ozzy and Harriet.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, I said it in reverse, but yeah, but the dinosaurs' names were more interesting than any of the characters. It feels like. So we have then for our character list. Uh, we for this group of mercenaries. So we have Nick Gibson, played by William Jean, and he's kind of like our The Walking Dead Glenn lookalike. Because when we are watching that, I remember that you like, like, oh, now we got fucking Glenn here. Right? And Glenn then, with a sword. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. He has a katana later, which I was like, of course, of fucking course he has a katana. Mm-hmm. And then we have Gordon Berkeley, who is played by Kevin Keeley.
1: He's the typical kind of Duck Dynasty reject looking guy with the big beard and... Yeah.
0: We have Karl Minovich, who is played by Todd Carner. Now, he's our standard stereotypical Russian.
1: But he has a great backstory, like the actual actor does. Yeah,
0: I was going to say, I got to give him props, though, because listening to this, I was like, I could believe he could be Russian. Yeah, I feel like this movie didn't bother to actually get anyone that was not just a standard American that could quickly nab up it. So at you know any hollywood casting thing this guy was
1: good i think he was actually probably about the most ta- definitely the most talented actor in this whole
0: movie oh for sure him and the woman who played uh simone miss quigley because she was in a lot of things mm-hmm. so i think they were definitely our top two but apparently he like has a website that i believe it's called actoraccents.com, but he trains people in the proper way to learn various accents which that's really cool so props to him and then we have our last reject guy that they didn't want to come because supposedly, I guess, he left Joy in some country thinking she was dead.
1: The typical guy who broke up of and betrayed the group.
0: Well, apparently it was just the two of them, they said. and yeah,
1: they made it very anticlimactic.
0: Yeah, they made it like they alluded to some story and finally we get the, the story later, but it's like the story's so... Stupid. Yeah, it, it wasn't exactly mad at him because he was saying how it was just the two of them and something blew up or something and he thought she was dead they sent him her dog tags like everyone, six
1: months later
0: yeah everyone and then suddenly she was found and she was like you left me there and i'm like he thought you were dead and it was like a secret ops mission He couldn't exactly like call the the government and be like hey can you help me find her
1: and then she's like i had to call the rest of the team to come get me i
0: then why didn't they call him
1: if he was part of the team? He would have gladly gone back, I'm sure. Yeah,
0: like, if you could call the team, he's part of the team, you could have just called him and be like, hey, yo, I'm alive. And he'd probably been like, oh, great, let me come save you. Yeah.
1: We got too close. We yeah. got too close. Yeah, you got too close to the bargain bin, John Snow, here.
0: Yeah, because De- his name's Deacon Forrester. He's played by Sam Schweikert. And I remember as soon as you see him, he looks like Jon Snow. And you called him the bargain bin Jon Snow. And I was like, this is Jon Snow from Wish. Like, yep. you get your Jon Snow in Wish, this is what you get.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Now, I will say, there was another character I read that was named Dr. Carlin. And she's played by Tammy Klein. I have no idea who she was within this movie. And I thought she was in one of the flashbacks. No. I looked her up, and she was supposed to be in this movie, but... The flashback scenes, she wasn't listed as anyone from the flashback. So unless she was someone that they like placed in somewhere and I just didn't realize it. Had it been pretty brief. Yeah, I have it's no clue who she was. Definitely not George Carlin quality level. <laughs> <laughs> definitely no. not. New. no.
1: Basic- I'd have preferred Doctor Carlin. I think if they would have had George Carlin, rest in peace. If they would have had been able to have George Carlin as Doctor Carlin, he could have taken this as a Giant as a Mister con- as a Mister Conductor kind of thing and just went off. That would have been fucking entertaining.
0: Yeah, for I, sure.
1: I miss that man so much. I know.
0: I would love to hear his commentary on the current state of affairs.
1: Yep. But- I like. I could listen to his commentary on Toland. Yeah. Which, I mean, I've heard his commentary on scabs. It's wonderful.
0: Yeah. Holy shit, a fucking scab! But so, basically what happens, we get the little gang together, and... Now, to be fair, I really believed that we were going to have Joy be our final girl kind of deal, and Deacon was going to live, and they were going to get back together, and everything's going to be great. Deacon gets killed almost immediately, and you're like, oh, he's not really dead. Nope, turns out he is really dead. Yeah,
1: and the sources are using his rotting corpse that they take nibbles at occasionally as bait because apparently these things have human level intelligence and now and also that was the case they get on a stairmaster
0: yeah and they also learned english apparently because they apparently take his calm off somehow and are like listening to their conversation which you see them kind of doing it and they say they have good hearing i feel like with those comms you would still need to like have it in your ear not be like 10 feet away from it and hear it
1: they should have just gone for broke and made them kind of anthropomorphic and just act like humans. That would have been fucking hilarious. You know, have them pick up the walkie-talkie. Have one of them pick up one of the guns and start shooting.
0: Okay. It would have been really funny. So this is like the dark version of dinosaurs. Exactly. Instead, we're, instead it, that, of wearing clothes and going to work there. <laughs>
1: yeah, we don't have Earl involved here, though a homicidal maniac Earl would have been a
0: big twist. And much funnier than this. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so they go and we, again, the whole premise of this movie is these dinosaurs, they're trying to get them alive. And of course, the people that are bidding on them and that own them want them to be kept alive. The people that are the mercenaries are like, fuck this. They find out somehow they claim they've planted C4 in their head. I like
1: thought they had a bomb in their head. Yeah. And <laughs> it makes I was like, no sense.
0: It's like, like I and I guess it doesn't work because the one girl gives them the wrong code purposely because she doesn't want them killed. And I didn't grasp what was happening with that part because she apparently doesn't, a radio
1: frequency no, could no, no, trigger no, it. But. Not
0: that. No, no, no. Not that, that I didn't get. I didn't get what the point was of at the end where the drones are coming in. And she's saying that somehow she's going to live and the dinosaurs are going to live. But there was like a drone strike. And apparently this whole facility was built on or like manufactured some like highly explosive material. And within like five miles also happened to be nuclear
1: power plant. Yeah. Yeah. So we
0: were going to have like Chernobyl level disaster here how are you and the dinosaurs making it out of this? Because at one point, they finally killed one of the dinosaurs by shooting it. So I'm like, I don't think they were going to make it out of the drone strike and then the nuclear meltdown unless they turned him into fucking Godzilla and then we have a bigger problem on our hands. I
1: mean, maybe she, th- she thought she was just going to hop on their back, ride him out like John Wayne on his horse, and get hit by nuclear winter, grow a tail, and make all the money and live happily ever after.
0: She ain't no Khaleesi.
1: No, definitely not. And these fuckers don't fly. No. I mean, they can barely walk. From what it looks like they're wobbling around. With
0: and since tonight, these
1: thunder thighs. And
0: tonight we're gonna watch the Mads are back, um, Manos and. So every time they were running around, Dan was on his phone playing the Torgo theme. The
1: <laughs> of course, I had to, because this is if you had a genetically, so if you had a genetically mutated dinosaur and you crossed them with some of Torgo's DNA, this is what you would get.
0: I feel like I can't put it on our YouTube because of copyright stuff, but I feel like on my personal page, I could easily take clips of that and just for the fun of it, put those up.
1: It would make this movie much, they much more. They can cease enjoyable. and desist my ass. I mean, just think of the Allosauruses like wearing the Targo outfit.
0: <laughs> they got the little. They have the little tiny arms of fate.
1: Yeah, and they have. The hands of fate
0: no <laughs> and, the tiny arms of fate because oh they got little tiny d- oh little God. tiny like t-rex arms. and they
1: kind of holding the little staff but they can't really use it
0: i wish you all could see me and dan right now because we're like have our arms like wedged arm our tuck. sides yeah the little <laughs> like standard t-rex arm tuck just like pretending we have a little staff
1: and i just want to hear the allosaurus a master would not approve
0: yeah I...
1: and in this case the master's a fucking idiot they make the master and manos look like a like Albert a Nobel, Einstein like a Nobel Prize winner
0: and the other thing that's kind of weird to me is I for the hell of it I was like there's I looked up there's like no trivia or fun facts about this other than it's a sequel there's, there's, there's there not no much quotes on IMDB like it was like I was like this is gonna be a short episode because this is fucked there's not that
1: much that's overly fun about it except again it's one of those movies you watch it you make fun of it yeah but, and I hope the people who made this realize that
0: yeah I hope I we don't, haven't
1: offended them I don't know if they do because the movie didn't seem that self aware. But if this upsets you, sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Not sorry, really. You but sh- you watch the movie, know. it's fun because, you know, it's kinda of, it's really, really dumb and
0: but so of it. My only fun fact I looked up was I looked up the, because Allosaurus is actually a genus. Mm-hmm. So I looked up the actual like species and I found out in 2020, they've actually revised some of it. So originally there were six recognized species, which was Allosaurus amplus, Allosaurus atrox, Allosaurus europisus, Allosaurus fagilis, Allosaurus uh, gemidensi, and Allosaurus leucosae. And
1: now we have a seventh Allosaurus
0: Torgonimrod. Yeah. Torgonimrod. Allosaurus Torgonimrod. Torgonimrod. Jesus Christ. But anyway, so apparently there was in 2020, um, I read it was Daniel Chur and Mark Lowen in 2020 decided that only three of these species should really be recognized, which is Allosaurus Fragilis, Allosaurus Europlastis, and Allosaurus Jimadensi. Fragilis must be Italian. (laughs) Oh, dear. So I, I'm watching this. I was like, I looked up the species and like the size ratios and now granted they're genetically engineered. So maybe they made them smaller, but I feel like these are too small to be allosaurus and clearly they were adults because they were had an egg, they were breeding. So yep, that's my only real commentary on that. I say, watch it if you want to. Again, I'm not going to go into a whole plot synopsis. The, here's the plot synopsis. There's dinosaurs, they escape, they kill them. Only two people are left in the end. Turns out it's going to be this girl Joy, which is our standard badass token woman and then duck dynasty man those are our only two survivors the yep. end
1: and they just kind of hang out yep yep and even that they, happened
0: and even when they kill the dinosaurs apparently that stops the drone strike and then the drone goes and blows up the guy that was having the bidding war and all the countries dropped out so the end the world is safe huzzah for now yeah, until they make a third one. Jesus Christ. They just needed to the You know what? You know, they have not yet, they're waiting until the next Jurassic World comes out so they can get more ideas because that's essentially what they did is rip those off to no end.
1: They should have just had the end question mark. Oh, jeez. That's it. And then play the Manos song and then show Torgo and then we can have
0: I'm gonna Manos pho- photosh- the Dino Arms of Fate. I'm going to Photoshop Torgo's head on one of those.
1: Just put Torgo's clothes on one of them. Yeah and give it the walking stick and that's really all we need
0: no no no. there is one other thing we need they should have him holding a pizza on the other hand of course torgo's pizza yeah so it reminds me we need to make pizza we do need to make pizza and we do need to start watching the mads are back but beforehand let's do a quick rating there's not much i'm going to discuss with this so just overall skulls what do you say
1: oh uh, this is a one this is trash it's not good watch it because it's funny because it's so bad that it's funny but it's not one of those ones you're going to want to come back to if you want something really dumb to riff for an hour and 25 minutes go for it otherwise watch at your peril
0: yeah it's a one for me scary factor is also a one for me
1: can I give it a negative one
0: (sighs) I, I don't think we we can. Like <laughs> I'm not we're not doing halves, we're just doing like the one, two, three, four, five, so
1: I'm giving this a Bluto Blutowski. 0.0. <laughs> <point> zero.
0: <laughs> okay, so I think we're both in alignment on a one.
1: 0.0. Point zero.
0: Moving on. Music and sound design.
1: Zero point five.
0: <laughs> a one for me, there was not much going on with it the the sounds were very standard dino sounds i mean at this point they're probably on a million one kit things so
1: yeah. i mean if they would have used the torgo music then i would have given them a three but oh, I they did not it up right away they did not so here we are
0: and effects <laughs> someone really tried that's what i'll say someone yeah. put in some effort not a lot of efforts like oh, i mean these people are going places they not tried. college but places they tried I, i'll give it a one I'll give it a two for the effort of the CGI because I feel like in this day and age, CGI is so much better, but it's probably very expensive. Mm -hmm. So for something low budget, I was like, well, someone put in some effort. Kudos to your effort. I mean, they
1: call this mercenary group the B team and this movie's like the B team because.
0: The A team wasn't available. Whenever you said that, I started cracking up. The
1: A team was not available. No B.A. Barakas, no Hannibal. None of them. They're not available because they refused rightfully so. Gore? I mean, there is some gore, so I not mean, much not I'm a trying lot. To think. I was
0: like, there was a little bit the of the flashback
1: scenes had more of that. I, I'll but it was almost
0: it. in a, it wasn't. It was like almost like a black and white, but very slight sepia tone feel, yeah.
1: like a weird stylized kind of thing.
0: But all the blood was like just looked. I mean, it looks so fake that it's just like like uh, a grape jelly or something. Yeah, I'm giving it a one. I don't get it. Yeah, is it's like, a one. I mean, I know that that's normally reserved for like there's no gore whatsoever, but this was just so fake that it's like, I see more realistic gore at Spirit Halloween store.
1: Yep. For sure. I'll see more realistic gore at like a second graders costume party.
0: I feel like I did better with the gore on my... Redshirt zombie crossover. You did than this, and that's saying something because that was all just spirit Halloween garbage that I just got to go ahead and just slap it on and hope for the best. Yeah, they look good. So with that, I guess that's where we'll cut it off. Again, short episode. Hope you all thought it was funny though. So with that, this has been We All Pod down here, and I am Brittany,
1: and I'm Dan. Listen to the Targo music to cleanse yourself.
0: Bye thank you for listening don't forget to rate review and subscribe
1: our logo was designed by Emmanuel Arroyo
0: our website is weallpoddownhere.com
1: email us at weallpoddownhere at gmail.com
0: and you can follow our shenanigans at weallpod on twitter and
1: at weallpoddownhere on instagram and facebook
0: and feel free to suggest a movie you want us to review
1: or if you just want to suggest something to make me really uncomfortable be be afraid be very afraid.